Welcome to the Tap Into Safety podcast, where Dr. Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder, discusses the latest research, reports and interesting topics to help health and safety, human resource and training professionals in their efforts to keep every worker safe every day. Hello everyone, and thanks for joining me today. For this podcast, we're going to have a look at bullying behaviour at work and what we can do to try and prevent that from happening. Because bullying behaviour has serious consequences on the organisation's culture and your employees' mental health. And it seems that workplace bullying may be triggered by poor working conditions. Research shows that role conflict, workload and the lack of social support are related to bullying behaviour at work. For example, very poor working conditions may create stress reactions and feelings of frustrations where some employees may display poor performance or rudeness. These reactions can fuel retaliation by their co-workers and superiors. Now, bullying behaviour is a complex issue, and why people are targeted is an ongoing theme for research. The reasons are varied. However, there is a strong link between bullying behaviour at work, which is generally directed to employees, who have personal psychological vulnerabilities. Now, this isn't the only reason why people are bullied. Sometimes there's no rhyme nor reason to it. However, personal psychological vulnerability seems to be a reasonably common thing. For example, people who experience anxiety and depressive and neurotic symptoms may perform less well in their jobs. They might be less able to manage their workflow and they may contribute to the development of problems and conflicts at work. Their lack of action can trigger aggression and bullying by others. Notably, existing mental health symptoms and problems are not only a consequence of bullying, they also predict the later experience of bullying. For this podcast, I'm going to have a look at some research that was published earlier this year that investigates whether poor working conditions and vulnerable employees with mental health issues create an increase in bullying behaviour at work. And I'm also going to discuss some European research that looks at whether you have long-term life-changing effects as a victim of bullying and the strategies that organisations can use to prevent bullying and support victims of workplace bullying. Right now, employee mental health is under considerable strain, with many overloaded with decreased job control through the global COVID-19 pandemic. Many of your employees are vulnerable, anxious and at high risk. Therefore, we must understand the perpetrator, vulnerable employee traits and the workplace conditions that fuel workplace bullying. So to begin with, Let's look at the effect of job demand and job control. Critical events such as booming economic cycles or depressed working cycles, just like we're having in the COVID-19 pandemic right now, lead to increased psychological job demand. Your employees are under strain. Job demand mainly refers to the amount of work to be done, the pace of work and time pressures. 
When job demand increases, mental alertness and arousal also rise, and many experience work-related strain. Now, psychological job demand is related to the experience of bullying. However, when an employee has enough control of their work, they're less likely to experience bullying, even when job demand is high. Job control is having authority over decisions about your work and the skills to do that work. Critically, when employees who are experiencing symptoms of impaired mental health are confronted with poor working conditions, they're more likely to report bullying behaviour at work. Generally, these employees see themselves as having less control over situations. And because of this, the tension that generates due to high job demand may lead them to more easily act out through improper behaviour. They may be constantly complaining or performing badly, and in doing so, provide reasons for others to act aggressively towards them or to marginalise them. Furthermore, others in the workplace may start to attribute negative events to bully victims who become scapegoats. This research suggests that high job demand is a cause of bullying, particularly for employees who report mental health symptoms. When you have issues with your mental health, you usually have fewer personal resources to deal with high job demand. You may lack energy, self-control, assertiveness and other coping skills. Fewer personal resources can lead to problems with regulating their behaviour and emotional expression in interpersonal relationships with other employees. These employees are more likely to become a target of bullying behaviour at work. It is very concerning that the research is showing that workplace bullying victims can often be marked for life. These victims perceive the bullying as a psychic trauma, a traumatic life event or even a life crisis. Bullying leaves an internal scar or vulnerability that never completely heals and can easily reopen and continue to cause harm. When these victims are reminded of the bullying, this reopens the old internal wounds and tense and painful memories are brought back again. They begin to experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, and the bullying is viewed as a purely negative event, rather than as an event that also provides personal development and strength, or other positive gains. Bullying destroys the victim's mental or physical health. The European research shows that victims of workplace bullying feel less valued and can begin to feel that they deserve to be bullied and over time accept the bullying behaviour as normal. Feelings of shame develop and the behaviour changes and that leads to a deterioration in health and the victim blames themselves for the bullying, which affects their self-image. Now, because they are now the scapegoat, frustration and worry at the workplace is commonly channeled through the bully victims, who thereby perceive that they carry the bully's burdens. The bully victims assume feelings of guilt and blame themselves, believing that they are disloyal, create irritation 
and generally make life difficult for their colleagues. The European research showed that within months of the commencement of bullying, victims developed both psychological and psychosomatic symptoms. They experienced an inability to concentrate or sleep. They had mood swings, panic attacks, anxiety and depression symptoms, despair and fear. They had headaches, gastric reflux, hypersensitivity to loud noises, respiratory and cardiac complaints, hypertension and pain all over their bodies. In the first few months, these symptoms disappeared when the bully was not at work. But over time, they became continual and chronic. The victims lived in constant fear of both the bullies and the negative rumours that had been spread about them. These victims perceived meaning in life disappeared and thoughts of suicide offered a final solution when they believed that they were incapable of changing the situation. For the victims in this research, some form of redress seemed to be necessary to return to as normal a life as possible. Some examples of the redress included receiving economic compensation, getting professional confirmation or finding new meaning in their lives. Redress provides a confirmation that the bully victim is in the right and has done nothing wrong, which relieves feelings of guilt and shame. How can we prevent bullying behaviour at work, you ask? Well, you should monitor and modulate job demand because managing the workflow may prevent the escalation of workplace bullying. Managers play an important role here in preventing work-related strain. Training managers to recognise employees with declining mental health symptoms is the first step, after which they should continue to monitor and manage their strain reactions when job demand is high. The high level of observation should help to decrease the risk of these workers becoming targets of aggression and bullying. Organisations should focus on leadership, communication, promotion of positive workplace culture, empowerment of employees and timely action. Actions that you can take include moving the workplace towards a positive and psychologically healthy one, incorporating workplace bullying into the overarching risk management process. This requires clear policies and procedures. It also places workplace bullying prevention and management firmly into wellbeing programs that include training, coaching and mediation. A further early intervention strategy to stop bullying behaviour at work is to link your organisation's bullying and conflict management processes. By examining conflict dynamics and conflict management in organisations, it may be possible to gain a better understanding of the causes, dynamics and outcomes of workplace bullying. Anti-bullying interventions are generally undertaken as primary, secondary and tertiary programs. Primary interventions aim to prevent workplace bullying. The aim is to prevent factors that cause bullying, alter the organisation's climate or culture, stop behaviours that can be experienced as bullying in an early phase and improve resources that increase the resistance to bullying if it does occur. 
Examples are training on workplace bullying, conflict prevention and conflict management. Secondary interventions aim to reduce the impact of bullying. The aim is to detect bullying as soon as possible to halt or slow its progress. Strategies are in place to prevent a recurrence, to help employees who have been bullied to retain regular health and functioning and to address and adjust the behaviours of the bullies. Tertiary interventions aim to reduce the impact of the lasting effects of bullying. The aim is to help people manage the long-term, often complex health problems and psychological injuries, to improve their ability to function, their quality of life and their life expectancy. Organisations need to understand whether it's specific factors in the work environment that causes bullying or whether it's the occurrence of bullying that leads to changes in the work environment. This will enable them to shape prevention strategies and interventions. Right now, your employees are highly vulnerable. The COVID-19 pandemic is turning our world upside down and is taking a considerable toll on many organisations. Businesses are under threat, with many fearing closures and this results in staff reductions and subsequently increased job demand. The pandemic is creating employees who experience anxiety and depressive and neurotic symptoms. These symptoms may cause them to perform less well in their jobs. They may be less able to manage their workflows and contribute to the development of problems and conflicts at work. Their lack of action can trigger aggression by others and sadly, we now have the perfect breeding ground for bullying behaviour at work. With everyone trying to survive the crisis and get the job done, there's likely to be an increase in job demand and job strain. So this is where managers play that important role in preventing work-related strain and they need to learn how to recognise if their employees are having declining mental health symptoms, after which they should continue to monitor and manage their strain reactions when job demand is high. As mentioned, you need to link your organisation's bullying and conflict management processes and finally, support your employees with training on workplace bullying, conflict prevention and conflict management. Using these strategies, we should emerge from this pandemic with healthy workplace cultures that support one another rather than resorting to bullying behaviours to get the work done. You have been listening to Dr Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder of Tap Into Safety. If you would like to read more about this topic and other related topics, or to contact them for more information, please visit their website at www.tapintosafety.com.au. If you'd like to hear more of these podcasts, search for Tap Into Safety on iTunes or your favourite podcast provider. Until the next time, we hope you keep safe and well.